the first ever episode of Great Lakes Sports Pod. I am your host, Mark Musgrave III. Today we're going to be talking about the recap of the Sunday football game, Green Bay Packers versus the Indianapolis Colts. A lot to get to, a lot to cover. It is Tuesday, November 24th, and let's get started. Packers lead the game 28-14 at halftime, and then they come out, and the Colts' defense just rocks them. And when you, as you get into the fourth quarter, it doesn't matter how many penalties for hold, holding calls or any penalty in general that the refs give against the Colts. And I'm worried about this defense. You know, the Smith brothers, Kenny Clark, they're not stepping up and doing their part. Smith is, act, is doing fine, but could still step it up. He's nowhere near where he was last year. And if the Packers want to be Super Bowl contenders, have a chance at winning, their defense needs to step up their gameplay. But MVS definitely has done a huge part of the Packers this year. No matter what happens, who says anything about him, he is the reason we beat the Jaguars in Week 10. And he's the reason we went to overtime this week against the Colts. He's an important player to this team, and Aaron Rodgers greatly appreciates him. He's one of his favorite targets. And that bomb on third down that Rodgers threw to Valdez-Scantling to get us to overtime to midfield so that we could run a few more plays and get in field goal range to eventually get to the lead to overtime. Valdez Scantling is the reason we got to overtime and before this fumble in overtime that everyone is obsessing over. Sorry. He's never fumbled before in an NFL game. It's just the drops that everyone has given him hate for. And yes, this is Green Bay. Players get a much longer time to prove themselves than they would anywhere else in the NFL. It's just that Packers fans need to have more patience, and there's no reason to ever put death threats against one of your players. And there are many Packers fans that are for Valdez Scantling and support him through this rough time for him. And I haven't seen any death threats, but I know that this is a fan base that can unite together and defend him against stuff, things like this, and it will make the team together stronger as a whole. It's very, very good. Okay, now let's talk about Mike Patton. Mike Patton is largely to blame for the Packers' defense not being up to odds as it was last year. And I'm all for Mike Patton being fired but is it going to be enough to get the players to realize that they're not doing enough? You know, Packers have not been the greatest at tackling, especially when it comes to run defense. They are the worst run defense when it comes to DVOA. And Jonathan Taylor, who's been sleeping all season, nine times overcame him, overcame him. And Jonathan Taylor, you know, former Badger, Six all-time rushing in NCAA D1 football. 
he just ran it up on the Packers. He didn't find the end zone, but he had a good big game in games of yardage and carries. And my, is this Mike Patton to blame? Sure, you could absolutely blame some of it on Mike Patton. But it all comes down to the players. And if the players aren't doing enough, maybe we need to upgrade our defense in the offseason. And it's only the defense that the Packers is are struggling with because the play calling by Matt LaFleur on offense has been outstanding. He's one of the greatest play callers in the NFL, which is highly, what highly supports this offense when it comes to Aaron Rodgers MVP odds. He is the key part of this offense. This offense is rolling. It's, the top five defense in the NFL without a question, the trio, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. But this offense can only carry you so far. Sure, you can beat the Bears twice, who you have coming up. You you can beat the Lions. And the Titans, the way they played against the Ravens, can we handle the Titans when it comes to defense? Yeah, sure. The Titans' defense isn't very good. But their offense compared to our defense, Derrick Henry is just going to run it, run up our defense. Like there's no one who can stop him. So that is something to worry about as we get later into the season coming. I think it's coming up in a few weeks. Actually, let me check. Yep, uh, December twenty seventh. Uh, it is home, so that is good. I mean, there's no fans, so that doesn't matter. But there is a question that I'd like to think about. Do the fans have an impact on the Packers? And is that something that has affected the standards of the Packers playing well? Because the fans have a great impact on the mental game of players, it just gives them hype. It enthusiasms them on the next play. And overall, the fans have a greater impact on the players than we realize. So does that have to do with our defense? Because we know that Zadarius Smith absolutely thrives off of the fans. And you can say the same for Preston Smith. So that is just something to think about when it comes to Fans, I personally think it's a huge impact. Hopefully next year we will have fans and the Packers can stay where they are right now. But right now the Packers sit at 7-3 and three atop the NFC North. I believe they are third in for playoff seeding. Coming into this game, they were first. And if they were, if they were to win this game, they would be 53% likely to take the one seed rest of the season just due to their strength of schedule. Because we have the Eagles, the Titans, the Bears, the Lions. And that's all I can think of right now. But it's a very easy schedule. We don't have the Vikings. We already played them twice. But this Packers team is good enough to make a run in the playoffs. Is it good enough for the Super Bowl? Not there's it's hard to tell if we play the Saints, there's a chance we beat the Saints. But if we play the Bucks, 
it all depends on if we're at home because the weather will be cold and that's not good for Tampa because the Packers Tampa game was in Tampa and that's a huge impact. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in Green Bay, the Packers would have won just because those coastal teams do not play well in negative degree temperatures. It's just not what they're used to. And I think that's what gets left out in uh, national media. Because I have, there's a lot of bias with national media. They leave out important parts about the Packers that should be held accountable. Um, it's just very, very frustrating. Um, but Aaron Rodgers for MVP, he he's one of my favorites. Um, Russell will let Russ cook. That is starting to flame out. Um, barely beat the Cardinals. He his defense did step up. The defense did step up on Thursday night football last week. But it all comes down to Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. Those are the top three. But I'm not counting out Big Ben or Kyler Murray because they still have great offenses with great weapons and speaking of weapons it absolutely just I get so frustrated when people say Aaron Rodgers doesn't have weapons because this isn't 2011 Jordy Nelson Sterling Sharp um Donald Driver Aaron Rodgers can thrive with the weapons around him he the Packers develop talent enough to where they can develop for Aaron Rodgers. You know, they've they haven't taken an offensive player since Aaron Rodgers before drafting Jordan Love in the first round. The Packers coach and develop players to produce in the NFL. Devontae Adams is a second round draft pick. And then of course Jair was a early round, I believe second or third. Um but anyways Aaron Rodgers has weapons. He has Aaron Jones. He has Devontae Adams. And he has Robert Tanyan, who is, I believe, the next George Kittle. He, that dude is just a tank. He had three touchdowns against the Saints. And the Packers just absolutely throttled them. But Aaron Rodgers is definitely a candidate for MVP. He has the best touchdown-interception ratio. He's fifth in passing yards as of Week 11. And I believe if Aaron Rodgers can win the MVP, it will be enough to have them make a run in the playoffs. And that will wrap up today's episode.